is how they see it. So your course should always be a solution and not just a good idea. Welcome to WP Tonic 227-84 on Timelines. Today is Saturday, March 5th, and it's 9 o'clock. That means it's time to talk WordPress. Today, we have Chris Badgett, and he's coming from, I think, Whitefish, or he's getting ready to go on a trip, but he's took an hour out to meet with us this morning and all of our WordPress followers to really go over learning management systems and specific Lifter LMS. Chris, I love your love your uh, product. I, I put it in. I've been working with it the last this last week. It's a, a gorgeous plugin. It's finally I finally found one after about four months of really searching for a great platform that didn't cost me an arm and a leg that I could get started on with WordPress as opposed to using a SaaS or you know some off someone else controlling my content. So thank you for creating it. And I want to also thank you for giving that plugin for free. It's an amazing plugin to give out there for free. I know I have to pay for the interface and remind me later on to ask you about uh, Infusionsoft. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. Well, thanks for having me on the show. I'm, I'm happy to be here. And Chris, your timeline was just on last week and we'll dig up that number and put that out. So thanks. And, th- and Jonathan, take it away. Yes. Oh, thanks, Chris. Um, thanks for coming on the show. I'm sure it's going to be a really fantastic show with a lot of information. So you're in some bunker somewhere. The trailer. I'm in a travel trailer you're, in uh, northwest Montana. And one of the uh, reasons I do this kind of web development and product development is because I love location freedom. I, uh, for example, a couple of winters ago, I my, just took my family. We lived in Costa Rica and just kept on going with business as usual. Now, you're probably not aware, Chris, but we've got a tradition of doing interviews with guests that live in bunkers. <laughs> so um, I thought you might want to join the tradition. But there we go. You've got this product. It's, you know, you've got high praise for, for my co-host, The Wizard, which is rare. So it must be fantastic. <laughs> must be fantastic. Um, so, you know, you've got the plug-in. You've got it. You've done. You've got it set up. You're starting to build it. But how do you get an audience? How do you build um, so you can actually continue with utilizing your services, the plugin, and make a living from what you're trying to do? Got any, any insights into that, Chris? Absolutely. Let me just ask one clarifying question first. Are we talking about building an audience for our software product, Lifter LMS, or for the online course entrepreneur? What direction you want to take this crazy show? Is I, I would say both because they both are similar in fact they are yeah and i think where you start probably is finding the right course in the right level to start and and maybe different pricing levels so there's a lot to talk about there but you know let's talk about your story a little bit how you're building the product because it's pretty amazing looking into the product i think i mean it's an amazing plug in and there's a lot to it and you plus you made contact with some amazing people chris lemma uh, you've got um, also the SEO folks. I know his name. It's his anyway, great people. You know, you have, I consider some of the top people in the industry helping you develop and reviewing that product. So I, I like to know how you really have come about with this product and, and marketing it. That's awesome. Well, yeah, I can blend those two together and they're both applicable, like building a software product and building your own online course. Uh, in terms of, I guess the, the most important thing I would say is just consistency and time, time in the game. Cause I was alone figuring out WordPress, watching YouTube videos in 2008, uh, making a, my first website. And I've just continued to be passionate about it and, and have just always had a passion for it. And that passion 
has carried me through to today. Uh, I, I started freelancing. I started making money with WordPress. I got fascinated by membership sites and online education. And I just never gave up. And it wasn't even hard to keep going because I love WordPress and I love being able to build stuff online, communities online, to solve business problems online. So that's that was that's the secret sauce. There's no overnight success. You know, I remember the first time I downloaded the Yoast plugin. I'm sure he had no idea who I was. And then, you know, four or five years later, he reaches out uh, about like building his his um his course on Lifter LMS. So uh, it's 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 just that time in the ring is a big part of it. But the number one thing in terms of you know building a software product or even building your online course is really defining your audience. And I've actually learned a lot from Chris Lima about that. I highly recommend you check out his material. He's he's really brilliant when it comes to audience defining your audience and segmenting your audience. So at a high level. Uh, Lifter LMS, the product, our software product, is for education entrepreneurs. That's a kind of a, that, I don't think that's granular enough. You know, we might say, I think a lot of us need to go another layer down than just like that term. I, I, I'm, I'm more granular than entrepreneur. I'm saying education entrepreneur, but there's so, so much more I can do with that. And an, an example of that would be, I know I can look at our customer base. I can look at the people that are emailing me. That there's certain kinds of education entrepreneurs that that are reaching out to me. Uh, the big five are like real estate trainers, um, people in language learning, people teaching music online, people teaching some kind of internet marketing or business skill. Um, those are those are really the main audiences. Now, <clears throat> if I go over just to give you an example from the online course space, uh, I created this software, Lifter LMS, and not me alone with a very talented team. Based on my own issues, I started messing around with selling membership content, uh, online courses with WordPress LMS themes back in 2012. Uh, my course, my first course was with my wife, who is a big time gardener. So I have a website call, called organiclifeguru.com. That's actually why I was in Costa Rica. I mentioned earlier, I was filming a permaculture design course, which is a type of gardening. But that platform is, uh, is set up to be a passive income LMS. And it doesn't, I'm, I'm not just targeting gardening. I'm, I'm targeting the more extreme, organic, permaculture related, like let's turn the desert in, back into a forest kind of thing, like solve the big problems. It's a more, it's a very specific type of gardener I'm going after. So we have to get super focused and we have to give value away for free, which is why Lifter LMS is now free. The, the more time you spend on it, the more you can give away for free. And then, for example, in my online courses over in the gardening space, I take my the first thing I do when I publish an online course is I take my very best two lessons and make them free. No login required. Just go check it out and sample the goods. Very good. Very good. I actually did a, a podcast, a permaculture podcast with somebody. We worked on it, helped them develop it. Permio Paleo it was called. It was permaculture and paleo combined. Oh, that's cool. That's a fascinating niche. And, and by the way, just building an audience. Uh, the number one place I get traffic for my uh, permaculture courses is is not from me writing blogs and stuff. It's going to forums, permaculture forums, and engaging in the conversation. My, in my automatically generated email signature, uh, there's a link to over to my platform, and I'm constantly just helping people and providing videos that I have on my YouTube channel that are part of the free lessons I was telling you about. But I'm not doing it in a spammy way. I'm just part of that community. And that's where I get most of my traffic and sales. Yeah, Chris. So 
that's great insight, but you're, you know, I get the impression that you're a pretty busy guy. Um, how much do you have to have a set plan and how much do you put to one side for this ongoing engagement? And do you have a kind of... I do, do have, have a plan. Of, yeah. I do have Can a plan. Give some insight about your kind of weekly, monthly schedule and plan, how you keep this engagement going and how you monitor if you're achieving anything from it because um i don't want to uh, you know this this is about you but um social media you know people say it's really important but it is important but it can also be take up a lot of time as well can't it so i like some insight about how you monitor that and how you judge if you're getting a result absolutely um I think the big one it, for me comes back to a, a quote from the management theorist, Peter Drucker, who was well ahead of his time, who said that business is just two things, marketing and innovation. So as an education entrepreneur, I look at online courses like the innovation, the teaching, the, the method of, of delivering the content, the content itself. That's the innovation. But any good business really needs a 50-50 split. So I put a lot of time just on marketing efforts. And because I, it, with the gardening course thing, I have my wife helps with that. I'm way more on the marketing side than the content development side. And I'll also like hire a film crew to go film like some organic beekeeper somewhere to, so I don't have to do that. So I can stay with the marketing. I'm a huge believer in habits. Uh, I've changed a lot of habits. You know, I've, I've developed routines and things to like have a morning ritual. I've trained for a marathon. I've run long sled dog races. I'm driven by habits. I don't set goals. Like I set habit goals. So one of my things, for example, that forum, I actually have a daily checklist in Asana with a recurring task that comes every day to go to that forum. And it's part of my daily checklist. And I, I don't spend more than five minutes on it, but it's that consistency. And I also don't get to it every day. And as I see the date, getting older and older, if I have limited time, I'm like, well, I haven't posted there in a week. I need to go, you know, get involved in that community. I'm, dri- I'm driven by those habits. And that could also be uh, posting a blog post. I don't invest a lot of time in that project, but I know I try to get a new blog post out at least once a month. But uh, I, it's all about setting up habits and routines of varying duration. So you're spending what every week? How much time on that on that specific forum? Ten, fifteen minutes a week. Or? That's about right. Yeah, ten, fifteen minutes a week. And I'll say, like with Lifter LMS, jumping over to the software product, I try to get to social media like Facebook or Twitter at least once a day. Right. Uh, but I, I will never spend more than ten minutes a day. I won't go back seventeen times. It's a very quick in and out, and it's not. And, I, and I'm answering people's questions and adding content and stuff like that. But I'm very regimented about not getting sucked down rabbit holes. Yeah. Do you use um, a scheduling system like CoScheduler, WordPress, or Hootsuite, or Buffer? Do you use any of those tools? Very recently, because we have so much content, we started using Edgar to you know help drive interest to old content. All right. I think we're going to go to a break, Chris. And when we come back, we're going to delve. And my co-host has got some quest- more questions. And I think it's going to be a fabulous discussion. We're coming back soon, folks. We'll, we'll find Thank out you. about the best courses to write and how to, how to price a course. Okay. Want to turn your WordPress website into an online speed machine? 
Go on over to WP Tonic. They'll set up DigitalOcean websites hosting on solid state drives. And while you're there, don't forget to sign up for WP Tonic's maintenance packages. WP Tonic offers some of the very best WordPress maintenance packages on the market. So those who are serious about getting the very best platform for their WordPress sites, make sure you go on over to wp-tonic.com. Okay, we're coming back off the break, and I want to know, especially when you're starting, what is the best courses to write? What are the best types? Now, I can write different kind of courses. My first course is just a really inexpensive course right now called the $5 Blab course or ublabcast.com. I uh-huh. just it's for testing it and getting it. I'm using a lot of format and layout, just as like in your tutorial. By the way, I went through an entire tutorial. So the same same systematic breakdown. But then after that, I'm going to more complex called Netcasting 101, which is more detail how you take it from, you know, doing a blab to YouTube to actually doing a podcast. And that's kind of complicated. It takes time. And a lot, yeah, as we know, a lot of podcasts fail. So yeah. anyway, that, that's what I, those are the two courses I'm working on right now. And I'm starting a small one. But what other courses would you recommend for other people and myself? I think I'd like to build a lot of courses. I actually think you can make money building courses and really provide a service for people. That's a, that's a great question, Bill. I think the most important thing with course building is to define an audience, but then to define what type of course archetype or which blender you're going to use. And this is actually the content of a post I sent you guys for the WP Tonic blog. Um, but there's three, and Joshua, my business partner and co-founder of Lift LMS, has a great email mini course about these types. But to, to go over them very briefly, the first one is a behavior change course. The second one is a process course. And the third one is a reference course. And I can touch on those briefly. Uh, behavior change is about like, uh, you know, how to get in shape for your first marathon. A process course is you know, where you're going from like A to B and there's like a very linear process you need to follow. Whereas a behavior change course may be more habit driven. We were talking about habits earlier. And then a reference course is something like more encyclopedic in nature, like become a PHP developer. You don't necessarily have to go through it in order, but you need to master this catalog of skills and lessons. uh, And that's a reference course. And then you can start like combining things. So if you want to teach somebody how to be an effective Blab podcaster, you might want to start with some behavior change stuff where, okay, you're going to need to have this habit. You're going to need to change your schedule. You're going to need to get up early. You're going to need to dedicate at least four hours a week or two hours in the morning or whatever. These are the blind spots. You may need to um, get over the concept that you have to do it all yourself. You may need to hire somebody else to edit. All these things before you get into the actual process of like, okay, now here's step one, step two, step three. Because in order to set up a learner for success, sometimes they need to get some behavior stuff out of the way to really increase the odds of success. So those are those are some ideas on what types of courses to create. And it's you want to always be providing a solution, not a suggestion. And that also depends on your audience and how they see it. It's not how you see it. It's how they see it. So your course should always be a solution and not just a good idea that they could be like, oh, that's great, but I'm not really that motivated to do it. They need to see it as like, oh, that's what I've been looking for to solve my problem. Now, how about on pricing? Because on, on your tutorial, you talk about the, you use the example of the $1,000 course. By the way, I got my certificate off your tutorial. I love Thank that you. certificate at the end. That's so nice. Cool. <laughs> I mean, you actually do what you teach. You know, you're sort of going through the process. So it's kind of fun. We but, actually just, uh, for our Lifter LMS Pro customers, which is like, they get a higher level of support and they also get some graphic assets. We just added yesterday 
um, some certificate, but some more certificate backgrounds and badges or achievements. Is that the hundred dollar course? Oh, that's a ninety nine dollar LMS Pro. And that's sort of taking the place that provides your your support, things of that nature. Yeah, yeah, it, it helps for people who want a higher level of support. We still get free support on the WordPress forums, sure. but higher level support. And we're going to continue. That's as an entrepreneur. That's one of my challenges is I want to make pro add more things to pro mm. to make it more valuable. And we have right. other things like our themes and, uh, and uh, other extensions. So, but I want to make pro like, just like a no brainer for people. Yeah. So before we get back on how you get audience, I'm getting the, would I be correct that apart, you know, the actual plugin quality, the themes you're going to be adding extras, that one of the other things that you're going to utilize to differentialize your product from the competition is training itself, how to train people to build an audience, how to make their training courses profitable. So you see that, you see also your role as a trainer, the company's role as a trainer, plus providing the software. Would that be correct? That's true. We actually have our, our a round of students right now. We call it Course Clinic, and they're going through our program right now. And your first question about how to build an audience, uh, I just had an hour-long group call with those guys this week about an integrated marketing approach that's achievable and how to do that. So I, well, I, bet, I bet I enjoyed it myself, actually. So can we go? So you've talked about forums. So what's your, you know, what's your feelings around social media and what do you think is realistic? And have you got any tips or insights about things that you've done in social media that started to get some results for your company? Absolutely. I would say the the main thing with social media is to be skeptical, uh, be a scientist, like run tests, see what works. Don't be generic. Make sure your content is really speaking to that exact segment you're going for. Uh, maybe be a little controversial sometimes and not just for the controversy's sake, but as we, uh, as you mentioned earlier, Bill, like we have some content around why the membership site industry is dying and learning management yeah. systems and, and the education entrepreneur has kind of taken over the information marketer or information product person. Uh, that's kind of controversial. And uh, it's not, we're not trying to do that, but that's just some of our content that, that gets eyeballs and people are, are really interested in. So definitely uh, that's, that's a good thing. And just to not spend too much time and run tests, see what works. Another thing that people often tell me, like you can see, and I'm in this travel trailer right now, my light's not so good, is that they appreciate uh, how like not polished or just how real I seem. You know, I'm the same guy right here that you're going to see on the street. But um, <clears throat> I think people really resonate with authenticity and the BS meter. If you're like, have the flashy graphics, and sometimes I put that stuff on my course lesson videos and stuff like that. But people really appreciate authenticity these days, yeah, and so especially just, on social. So you say, I think you're saying calm it down a little bit, but you know, you're in business and you made a considerable investment, you and your partners in this, and you're very serious about it. So obviously, you've got to get a return because you are, you know, if you don't make a profit, you won't be able to continue this fantastic product that you've built, you and your partners. So, um, so the social media, how important in building the brand and the awareness in the WordPress community? And are you aiming at the WordPress community or are you aiming at a much broader audience in your so, social media? That's a great question. There's a great classic business book called Crossing the Chasm, and it uses a military analogy of the beachhead 
market. Um, for us, the education entrepreneur, the solopreneur, and the you know the WordPress evangelist was a conscious decision for us to go after as our early adopters, as our beachhead market, if you will. So these are the innovators, uh, but there's all these other people coming who may not even be familiar with WordPress or they don't really care about the technology. They just want to teach online. And I think it's important for us as, as leaders and innovators in the technology space to remember that we are on the forward part of that wave that the majority isn't even here yet. So, but you got to go for that beachhead market. You got to get, if you're teaching online, it, it's important to identify that beachhead market. Right. So, so um, on the on the social media, are you doing it in the company's voice and you've got a, a Twitter and Facebook account or or are you doing it in your individual's voice? I've always been a, a big fan of that question of the personal brand versus the corporate brand. I I see a lot of like content on the web is like, oh, this way's right or that way's wrong. But I always try to, I have a philosophy to transcend and include, which I'm very, I, ha I have a very active Twitter account. Uh, I, I post in our, our Facebook Lifter LMS VIPs group a lot. Um, but then I also have access to our Twitter feed, which our company Twitter feed, which we do that too. So I, I we do both. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. I think that's great. Um, obviously, we're doing this for the podcast, so in a little bit, we, we have to rush it a little bit, Chris, but we'll be going in more depth in our YouTube folk. I, I like to also touch about email and your newsletter and email marketing. Is that really also an important part of your marketing strategy? And if it is, can you give any insights and any tips to the audience about how you utilize it and built it up? Absolutely. There's a great, uh, I'm going to talk about courses first and then I'm going to talk about software. Um, but in terms of online courses, um, a great friend and, and marketing branding expert, his name is Tony Ubertasio. Um, he, he advised me, I was just creating content for my community. So I used my organic gardening site and I had Tony, I asked Tony to come on screen share. What am I doing wrong here? How can I get more people on my email list? And he advised me to take all those free lessons out of all the courses and inc include them as a basically 22 free lessons you get for an opt-in, like on the pop-up when people visit the site. Because uh, what I was doing, I was like, opt-in and get a 15% discount for your first course or whatever. Uh, so he was like, don't discount your brand, restructure it. And then I went from getting like a 2% to like a 30% conversion rate to my email list from that one little change. Let me follow up. We talked about pricing earlier. We never got to it, but you said don't discount. I want to go to a break and we'll come back and, and answer that question, okay? Buying or selling a home in the greater Reno Tahoe area? I know the best CRS real estate broker, and that's Karen Conrad. And you can find her at karenconrad.com or call directly at 775-527-7021. Okay, coming off the break, we've got two things that really fit well together. We want to talk, you're mentioning Chris, about not discounting your name or brand, but we'll also have that question to answer yet about how do you price your courses? Absolutely. Um, I think it's really easy. Like when you see uh, platforms like Udemy or whatever, they're, they're constantly sending out 75% off coupons. What that is an indication of is that it's becoming a, a commodity. So you don't want to be on the race to the bottom. You want to be on the race to the top. That doesn't mean you can't have a free course or free lessons or a free email mini course. This is what I highly recommend. Uh, for example, on Monday, I believe we have a, a ConvertKit integration rolling out. ConvertKit is made by a WordPress developer named Nathan Berry. 
And his thing is about having an autoresponder series, which he calls courses, which is a little confusing, but that would that's the best way I think to build your online course email list is to have start with a free email mini course to get people into your funnel, start building that trust, have the free sample of a few lessons on your premium courses, and then also have, um, you know, a blog or whatever with some free information to start getting some Google traffic and, and SEO value and that sort of thing. But yeah, it's fine to have that no cost, super low price just to make sure people are willing to spend money. And then that premium price. And in terms of like, well, how much should I charge for my main course or my cash cow course or whatever? I have some some metrics around that I could share of like ways to think about pricing. Um, I'm a big believer in value-based pricing. If your course is, let's say it's for a real estate training, uh, for, for someone to become a better real estate sales professional or better marketer, if the information in your course is good and it's going to help them close at least one more house a, a year or one more property, there's a, a big commission check there. So that course could have a, a, a high price, but you need to deliver on that promise. And you also need to know your audience, like how much money does a real estate agent or the broker owner, how much do they invest in their education every year? Because if they don't invest much, then even if you've got the value, you can't sell it because they're they're already tapped out on what they're willing to spend on, on more education. So I'm a big believer in value-based pricing. If what you're selling is going to help somebody get a job, like a programming job or something like that, that is a good way to look at it too, where you could go from, okay, I'm going to go from making $15 an hour to being able to charge $100 an hour. Uh, That's my promise with my course. That's a really valuable course. For example, the first website, I also own and run a a WordPress development agency. The first website that I sold was for $250. $250, And we now have uh, at the high end, six figure projects. But that I can teach people about how did I get to that? How did I go from selling under a thousand to over a hundred thousand? And that's very, that's a very valuable information, regardless of if it's five hours of training or a hundred hours of training. The, the value is more based on my promise. That's very good. That's very good. And I, I truly understand. Jonathan, we want to finish up and we'll go on to the YouTube and we'll, we'll stay on for the folks that want to go over to our websites. It's netcasting101.com or timelinesofsuccess.com and also uh, wp-tonic.com. Finish it up. Yeah, I've just got a lot, one last question that kind of response to the last two um, fantastic answers you've given, Chris. Um, it's a bit like my other product, folks. I've got another product that I've developed and a lot of like SEO or content production you know content marketing or people expect you to prove to get results for them almost straight away but even with the best heart there's normally a time difference now there's a time difference with my other product about when you're going to get a result or when you're going to get a result with seo so how does somebody who's entering a market using your product but hasn't got that track record of results how do they build credibility that speaks to the education entrepreneur to the entrepreneur side of it so an entrepreneur has to take risks but they have to be calculated and be intelligent and try to stand on the shoulder of uh, others who have gone before them so i i highly recommend being scientific so for example i was telling you about my uh course clinic course that I that I run with Joshua. Mm-hmm. Um, here's a strategy that we use. 
and that we teach as well, which we call piloting. So the very first group of people coming through the course clinic course, we sold them a, you know, off of a landing page and an offer and are doing a very intimate one-on-one, uh, very small application only uh, journey through our, our how to become a successful online course entrepreneur based on our experience and everything we've seen in the industry. But we're doing that pilot live and super high touch before we would even consider creating like a more permanent video-based course because we want to challenge and test all of our assumptions and make sure we know what needs to happen to get people from you know where they where they're starting to where they want to go. So doing that pilot is very key when doing a online course. So for some people if it's a software product, you know, you can sell it but maybe you have to manually deliver the result for people before you invest a bunch of technology in developing a truly automated, you know, software machine. So that's just that minimum viable product mm-hmm. concept. And there's a great book by Bill uh, Owlett, I think his name is, called Disciplined Entrepreneurship, which I think is the one of the best books on how to do that properly. And he's got a great infographic on his website about how to go through those that journey from idea to you know viable business. And Jonathan, Chris, let's let's tie it up. Um, Chris, just tell us how we can the listener can find you and your product and best contact information. Then we'll stay on. We'll answer questions for our Blab friends on the other side on YouTube, and you'll be able to catch that on the websites. Yeah, it's great. It's going to be a great conversation, folks. So how a, how can people get hold of you, Chris? That's awesome. You can find me over at lifterlms.com. You can also email me directly at team at lifterlms.com. And then I'd also say in the on the blog post on the WP Tonic blog, we, I've got a link to that email mini course that I was telling you about with the three blueprints that you can use, the archetypes to on how to structure your course. Um, so go check that out at the WP Tonic blog. Okay, and I'll put up on timelines too, and that'll be up timelinesofsuccess.com. Hey, thank you, Chris. Jonathan, great show. We want to thank Share the Oil. Share the Oil is Northern Nevada. We thank you for your support. For our timeliners, WP Tonic folks, and of course, Lifter LMS who are listening in. There's a whole lot more if you go to timelinesofsuccess.com or WB Tonic. This is episode 227 on Timelines and 84 on WP Tonic. And the video goes on for a good hour before Chris escaped. And we went to some other issues too, which is kind of fun. We want to thank Chris. Really impressed. Very impressed with what he's done. I've looked into his courses as we create these show notes. And he's a guy we've got to get back on. He's living the lifestyle and he's setting the example. He's successful on this online business. And he's providing great service for his clients. 